Hey companions, uh, this is Peter. And this is Tom. And this is a pre-recorded episode from our former feed, TV Ape My Brain. So uh, this episode is still there, but we decided to put these on Cobra Kai Companion, so that way you guys get to hear all the stuff that we have done previously. Yes, basically it's the same uh, Tom and Peter, same show, just a little bit more directly uh, fed to you. And here it is. You're lucky my dad didn't kill you. Yeah? You're lucky I didn't kill him. I'm gonna tell him you said that. Good. I want him to know. You guys got any ketchup? Yeah. Get it yourself. Douchebag. Dick. Welcome to TV Ate My Brain, the official TV podcast of Core Ten Parts, and I am your host Peter. Uh, this is the Cobra Kai edition, and I also host another podcast called Podstalgic here at this network. And joining me, as always, is Tom Coe, co-host of a little show called Jake and Tom Conquer the World. That's right, and not to be mistaken with Tom Cole, uh, Daniel's arch nemesis, <laughs> I guess, uh, in 2018. One of his many arch nemesis, uh, it, it turns out. One one of many. Uh, this episode, we're going to be covering uh, the penultimate episode, episode 9, titled Different But Same. In this episode, despite Johnny's efforts to move forward, he confronts Daniel about the assault on his property. An attempt to appease Johnny makes them revisit the past together. Miguel senses Samantha is lying to him, and the dojo students try to intimidate the popular kids at a party. So, just like the previous episode, uh, I'll think, I think we'll just... Actually, you know what? Before we jump right into it, uh, there's a bit of uh, news. You know, it's it's old news uh, by this point, um, you know, if you're just now tuning in. But season two got green lit. Awesome. Yeah, we're pretty excited. Pretty excited. I'm yeah, that's an understatement. I I can't wait. Yeah, I I hope it comes out this year. Uh, I, you know, after it broke the news, that is, I, I didn't hear anything else. So, Tom, have you heard like is it next year or anything nothing. else? Okay, nothing. Just that it's coming. Okay, so I think what we'll do is when we finish up um, our last episode, which will be the next episode for you guys, uh, you know, we'll probably kind of recap and maybe speculate on uh, what may happen in season two. So, yep. So we'll go ahead and jump right into this episode. All right. So Daniel wakes up and um, Johnny's at the house. So if you guys have forgotten, uh, Louie kind of blew up the, was it the charger? Uh, Some kind of Pontiac. Oh, the old car. Wait. Yeah. Wait, wait. Was it the old car that he blew up? I guess it was. Well, it, it, his right. biker buddy is the one that blew it up, in all fairness. Uh, yes. Louis was kind of pussing out. Right. And, uh, you know, he gave up Daniel's uh, address pretty pretty easily, uh, I, I would say. And so now this is the next morning, I, I guess, you know. So I'm a little confused with the time because I know it was nighttime. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't get the impression that Daniel and Johnny lived hours apart. So what was he doing that entire time? Yeah, I have no idea because this is kind of midday, right? So maybe he he went home. No, he was at home. I have no idea. Maybe he stopped at a rest area and slept for half the day. <laughs> I'm not I'm not exactly sure, but it's one of those things, you know, this uh, this episode opens up in the middle of the day where the last one ended at night. Yeah, and it didn't it didn't make it seem like it was really late at night. It was like he was just kind of sitting down for dinner while he was writing the letter to Robbie. Yeah. And then that's when shit went 
crazy. It kind of did, yeah. So, uh, so I'm not sure here. I'm not sure how much time passed. Uh, maybe he was up extremely late, perhaps. You know, and now I don't know. the The passage of time here is a little confusing, but it's it's fine. Um, so there's this misunderstanding with Louis. And they're about to go at it because Daniel threatens to call the police. And I, I like this, man. We get a little bit of tension here right by the poolside. It, you know what? Honestly, that's what Johnny should have done was call. I, I said it last episode, call the cops because you're normally not going to get anywhere in the real world by going in and intimidating somebody who has no idea what the hell's going on. Yeah, but that's what he does, though. You know, he even told Miguel mm-hmm. that, you know, when he gets pissed off at somebody, he just punches them. Yeah, and how's that uh, turned out so far for his life? <laughs> Not very good. You know, this actually <laughs> reminds me of a, a story of uh, some sports ball. Uh, there was two guys who used to be on the same team together, and I don't know if one was having an affair with one's wife, but the the one who was being cheated on drove i think across the country to basically go kick his ass or something <laughs> oh my god or a pretty good distance i don't know if it was across country but i remember hearing that i'm like so what was on his mind like during that that travel you know what i mean at no point did you decide you know hey this isn't a good idea that is some dedicated uh temper tantrums right there yeah a, a dedicated ass flipping is, is yeah. what that was but uh back on back on subject uh yeah. I thought that it was great that, once again, the mothers in this show are the ones that are showing the calm, reasoned judgment and action that was followed up by it. Oh, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it, those two probably would have gotten into a fight, beaten each other to a pulp, and nothing would have been resolved whatsoever if it weren't for the fact that Daniel's wife intervened. And look at her mannerism, too. Like, you can tell that she's just, she thinks this is juvenile. You know, she's not concerned at all for either of their safety. She's just fed up with this. You know, like, it, this has been going on for months now, basically. I actually, I have a feeling that she's been dealing with the ghost of Johnny for years. Because Daniel strikes me as the type of person who would mention it over and over again. And she's had enough of it. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, she she knows that uh, Johnny's his childhood karate rival, right? Is that what she calls him? Or something like some, yeah, yeah, something, yeah, to so, that something along those lines, right? But uh, instead, she invites him in for breakfast, and Johnny can eat. Again, the the responsible thing to do: talking your differences out. Yeah, it, it, the the dialogue here was a little bit confusing too, because I swear she said something about midday, but invites Johnny, you know, in for breakfast. So this has got to be like brunch or something. Any I, time I'm, of the day is good for breakfast food. Oh sir. no, absolutely. But again, I'm just trying to figure out like <laughs> what, you know, what's the time difference between like the uh the ending of the last episode and this one and and what Johnny has been doing in between. So, you know, maybe he pulled over to a rest area and really considered whether or not he should, you know, continue. I'm picturing him uh, stopping off at a party store and drinking a six-pack on the curb. That could be it. That could be it. I, yeah. I believe that. You know, that's uh, <laughs> you know, breakfast of champions, uh six-pack of course. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So next thing we got Miguel, uh, he's uh, taking the PSATs, and clearly he's bothered by what he had seen the previous night, which was the uh, the LaRusso family dinner with the addition of Robbie. You know what? It, it makes sense for him to behave that way because he, uh, did they ever establish how old he was? What, 17? I, th- um, I, I, feel, I feel like most of them are 16, 17. 16, 17? Yeah. yeah. It makes sense for him to be a little hot-headed asshole. Yeah. But also because, let's face it, Johnny, I think, is inadvertently filling all of his students' heads with a lot of the wrong messages and a lot of the wrong lessons. 
Yeah. And, you know, he's already told uh, Miguel about the whole alley deal with Daniel, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, he's probably jumping yeah, he, to conclusions. Yeah, he flat out said he didn't, want to, well, he didn't want what happened to Sensei to happen to him. Exactly. So, Dimitri tries to convince him, like, look, you at least have a girlfriend, you know, so you have nothing to worry about. Exactly. But, yeah. And again, if he, if he would talk to her, maybe it would alleviate the situation. But in all fairness to him, he's just a, you know, hot-headed kid who's getting conflicting messages. Everybody's an asshole at that stage of life. I'm no, I'm no exception. Yeah, and not only that, uh, after class, he actually runs into Sam, who's waiting for him in the hallway, and he does question, like, hey, what did you do last night? And she leaves out the whole Robbie part. So I can understand where he's coming from, too, knowing that she's lying. I don't know if she's lying as much as she's just not telling the whole truth. Yeah. Sometimes there is a difference. There is. And, you know, to her, it was nothing important because Robbie is, you know, an employee of Daniel's. So it's yeah. not like, you know, she had any uh, feelings towards him. Exactly. At that At that stage, he is so unimportant to her that it's probably not even worth her mentioning. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he does uh, try to invite himself to dinner, and she's saying it's not a good time and all of that. And, you know, she even says, like, well, I haven't been to your house. And he's like, come on anytime. My mom would love to meet you. So a little bit different in the household. Mm -hmm. So we go back to um, the LaRussos, and Johnny and Antonio have a pretty uh, comedic scene here. So (laughs) Johnny's just eating, minding his own business. Before he takes a bite, he notices Antonio staring Antonio's like, you know, my dad can kill you, right? Or is that what he says? Kill you or beat? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, oh gosh, I forgot his response, but it was the perfect response. On one hand, it is pretty funny, but on the other hand, you're a 50 year old man arguing <laughs> with a, you know, pubescent boy. Just get over it. Yeah. I, I do like how he's like, hey, you got any ketchup? He's like, yeah, it's in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Go get it yourself, douche. And he calls him a dick. Yes. <laughs> I'm not saying that Johnny's not right and that his words aren't accurate. I'm just saying, be the bigger person, Johnny. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, use your inner thoughts, right? Exactly. Is that what we teach kids, maybe? Exactly. (laughs) So Daniel and uh, Johnny are arguing like kids. Uh, Amanda uh, has Daniel give him a car because we find out that just a few months ago that um, Samantha was involved in the hit and run. So this is where... Daniel and Amanda find that out, right? And also, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, Louie blew up his car. So Amanda's like, hey, just give him one of yours. Just, you know, not an Audi. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing too expensive. Yeah. I mean, even a Charger. I mean, but I guess since it's what, 09, I, I think it was, that's, you know, it's it still looks like it's in great condition. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a hell of a car. Yeah. And I, I think in all honesty, that is fair. Oh, absolutely. Um, hell yeah. You know, part of me wants to say maybe he should get a little bit of money for the attempted ass-kicking that he had to deal with. Um, but I, I would just kind of cut my losses, take the car, and move on with your life. Yeah. So I think this um, this particular scene, we also find out that it really the, the catalyst for all of this was that hit and run. You know, like yeah. Johnny was just minding his own business and a, and a LaRusso and company hit his car and just leaves them out there. So that's what started everything. Yeah, I, I think that is a very accurate statement. Yeah. So the next scene we got Miguel tells the guys uh, and Aisha about the dinner. And I like how Dimitri reminds reminds him that she's never given him a reason to not trust her. You know, and I think for like the younger audience, that's something that's easily forgotten. Like, hey, did they give you a reason to 
not trust them before you jump to conclusions? I think that's a very valid point. Yeah. So Dimitri, you know, he's kind of the voice of reason right here. And then Aisha, she wants to uh, retaliate over another Instagram post, or it might have been Facebook this time, uh, but it was her doing some kind of training or a karate drill of some sort. Yeah, she was uh, breaking a board with her hand. Yeah, and then Yasmin, uh, she comments something about like being surprised how the belt actually fit her. Yeah. Yeah, just just being an ass, uh, that, that Yasmin there. And she sees another post uh, that, yes, is actually going to be celebrating her birthday at a beach party. And they decide to strike first. You know what? I think that is an appropriate response right there. Yeah. First come, first serve. Exactly. They don't own the beach. No, no, they don't. It's a public place. And the beach isn't very small. I mean, Kyler shows up and he's like, oh, yeah, maybe we can go somewhere else or just leave. Yeah. I mean, the the introduction, the summary that you kind of wrote, I have to take an exception to it because the Cobra Kai students didn't set out to intimidate the popular kids. They just tried to beat them at their own game. Oh, actually, I, I got that off of a site, uh, next-episode.net. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, well, just just the summary in general. Uh, I did not okay. agree with that. I, they were not in, start, They did not start out to intimidate those kids at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it was provoked, but not by the Cobra Kai. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, So Daniel and Johnny go for a test drive. And I kind of like this, too, because um, we binged it, and then we binged our recordings. And so it's actually been some time in between since our last recording. And Mm. I had forgotten, you know, when the uh, the blow-up between Robbie and, you know, all of that was. So it's actually in this episode. So when they're looking at the car in the car lot, Daniel's like, hey, you know, can you get Robbie to come – get the keys or clean this up. She's like, oh, Robbie's got the day off. And Johnny is over by the car still. So that's actually some good direction right there and some good writing. It is, yeah. Yeah, that I thought was slick. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, And then we go back to Amanda and Sam, and she grounds Samantha for the hit and run. No phone, no social media, or even the smartwatch. Um, You could thank Antonio for that. I thought it was kind of odd. I thought maybe it kind of... Gave us a little peek inside the Lil Russo household when the mother is like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but you're grounded. Okay. I, I, do, do, I mean, when I was a kid, I got grounded all the time for anything. Yeah, I I did. T- well, I my, <laughs> my grounding was not leaving the house. That was pretty much it. So in my bedroom, I had... I don't remember if I had a phone in my room, but, you know, I had my video game. Like, nothing got taken away. It was basically, you stay in your room and you can't leave the house to go play. That was being grounded. So, this right here, I, I couldn't even fathom, you know, yeah. uh, being having all this stuff taken away from me. Now, my old man, he actually got creative when it came to me being grounded. Uh, I had a television in the uh, bedroom, and I had an old school Nintendo. And he didn't take away the Nintendo. He didn't take away the games. He took away the controllers. Smart man. (laughs) And he gave me a choice. I could go ahead and I can use my allowance to go out with my idiot friends and have fun and buy comic books or go to movies or stuff like that. Or I can buy the remote controls back for $50 each. Wow. Okay. See, my son, he had his uh, Xbox controllers taken away as well. So he was able to keep the Xbox, but, you know, we took the cords and the the, uh, controllers. Yeah, that that's demented. You could still 
push it on, you can still watch the intro, but you can't play it. Yeah, yeah, you, you can watch the intro loop over and over all you want. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, and, you know, I, I am happy to say that he hasn't uh, had those type of priv- privileges taken away to that extent in, in a while. So he's... Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I, I think he kind of learned over the years. So Daniel says that Johnny's driving a little fast. And I like this because he's like, relax, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> Just the slight little touches that this show has. Oh, you yeah. know, you know, it, it doesn't seem like a, a lot on its own. But when you step back and look at it as a whole, those little touches and flourishes really make the difference. Yeah, it's I mean, they're making them, you know, super three dimensional. Yeah. Know, giving them... um you know, little shades to say, you know, because another line comes up very similar to that, too. And they bond over a little bit of Speedwagon. Oh, come on, everybody loves Ario Speedwagon. It, that's a great song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was considering asking you to sing that along with me, but we don't want to hurt the, <laughs> the listeners' ears. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to break my microphone. No. Uh, and then I love this scene, but they go back to Daniel's old apartment, which, um, you know, if anybody remembers part three, it was uh, being renovated at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and he even uh, comments that there's, was it two? Um, palm trees. Palm up. trees, yeah, instead of three. Yeah. 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 And I love the, the the little transitions that they have between, you know, the um, present time and also the scenes from the first movie as well when Daniel was walking with, uh, I think his name was Freddie? Freddie Fernandez or something like that? Yeah, I think it was. Something yeah. like that. So that was kind of cool. I, I really dug that quite a bit and, you know, kind of hit me in the feels a little bit. Well, the thing I really liked about it is he wasn't only remembering the time that he lived there, but he was remembering the interaction that he had specifically with his mother when mm-hmm. he lived there. Yeah. And then, you know, they kind of talk about things of, that they didn't know about each other. You know, the mm-hmm. uh, Daniel reveals that his dad passed away when he was eight. So he was already, what, 16, right, in the first movie. And mm-hmm. so his dad had been long gone at that point. Uh, Johnny reveals that he grew up with a stepfather that had money, but obviously life at home wasn't very pleasant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And the fact that they were both where they were at because their mothers wanted to provide better lives for them. Absolutely. And so, yeah, they they have that common uh, bond with the uh, mothers, you know, kind of kind of knowing mm-hmm. everything there. And that's a theme in this movie or, you know, it, this five hour movie. You know, Amanda, very smart, kind of the straight person on the show. Again, one of the voices of reason. Yep, absolutely. And we get a scene where a hawk tries to buy some alcohol, you know, a little super bad here. Oh, uh, with a fake ID. And did you catch how old how old his ID said he was? No, I didn't. No. Twenty five. <laughs> oh God. So another eight years. But um, I, I like this interaction. It's kind of funny too. Uh, and Miguel, you know, he's unable to get a hold of Sam, and you can see that he's pretty much blowing up her phone with text messages. And and since her phone was taken away from her, she wasn't able to respond. Well, the thing I can't understand is how come Amanda didn't see the phone and say, "All right, who's Miguel?" Well, I think, I don't know if that's really a concern at the moment. It's just kind of like, hey, you're grounded from the phone. You know, all right, stop mm-hmm. asking for it. I'm just going to reject this call. Yeah, but when the, when the phone goes off like 20 times an hour, like it seems to be. That's a good point, know, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was a little bit more spread out through the day. You know, maybe not so much, mm-hmm. you know, when she was at home. That that could be it. But um, you're right. I wonder if she has his name, like, saved as Miguel in it, you know, or maybe is it 
BF Miguel, like you know what I mean? Like I feel kids kind of kind of uh, tweak what they say people's names as in their phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how my wife has me saved as just hubs. Yeah, I think both my wife and I we have each other saved as honey on our phones. <laughs> that's that's it. Nice. Yeah. So so it'd be interesting to see what she's got. It's probably just Miguel, just to make it simple. Yeah. You know, but Miguel, you know, he's calling to apologize, leaves her a message. So I kind of like that, you know, like if you don't get a response via text message, why not leave a message? Most exactly. kids probably don't know how to do it, but you know. <laughs> probably not, <laughs> probably no. Not. So, you know what? I completely forgot the cold open. Do you oh. remember? I thought it was the uh, scene where Daniel was making himself some coffee. I thought so too, and that's what I wrote down, but I completely forgot that we got Robbie enjoying his day off skateboarding. Oh, yeah, that's right, where he's uh, practicing his balance. Exactly. So we see some athleticism. You know, in the last episode, we actually kind of mentioned it because I guess we kind of forgot this, uh, you know, the beginning in this episode. So we were talking about how, like, okay, I I, I think we were a little vague, but obviously the, um, the tree uh, training, you know, that Daniel gave him in the forest, mm-hmm. we're like, okay, well, we want to see a little bit more than just, like, uh, instructing him verbally on how to do this move. So we get it here. We get to see Robbie balancing in an empty uh, swimming pool, and it's kind of cool. I like it. So this does set up what happens at the end of uh, uh, Season 1. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Robbie shows up to train with Daniel, but he's not there. And uh, Samantha, she says that uh, she's a prisoner in her own home and wants to get out. Yeah, uh, I got to give Robbie all kinds of credit. Uh, he impressed me in this following scene. You know, he had to sit there and really think about, he had to be like one step ahead of Samantha, or uh, Amanda, right? He mm-hmm. had to think, you know, if he says this, how would she, re- you know, how would she respond to that? So a little forward thinking on his part, and I, I did like that. But you're talking about a kid who was a con artist, right? Stealing. I was just going to say, yeah. this is stuff that he's demonstrated before that he has the ability. So stuff like this isn't just coming out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. So I like that. And he was able to successfully uh, get her to come out of the house. You know, obviously, yeah. you know, that wasn't the plan to go to the party, but it is what it is. Now, was that the only one who was kind of surprised that uh, Sam even wanted to go to the party for Yasmin, considering what's been going on between the two of them in the previous episodes? I am a little confused because I'm not sure what uh, Samantha has seen on social media. Like, did she see Yasmin's post about, hey, we're going to the beach? Because, you know, Miguel was also trying to contact her and say, hey, we're also doing something at the beach. So that's a little unclear to me. You know, like, I think it's just convenient that she knows that there's a party at the beach. So, yeah, yeah, it's just something that I don't think they showed us. Yeah. So Johnny uh, and Daniel have a drink at the bar and uh, Johnny orders a Shirley Temple for the lady. That is Danielle. (laughs) It's it's not just a lady, but a underaged lady who's not old enough or mature enough to drink. Yeah. Shirley Temple is um, is a virgin, right? There's no alcohol. Yeah, it, it's. I think it's uh, club soda and cherry juice. That's funny. Yeah, they uh, they talk more about you know their father figures, uh, Mr. Miyagi and John Kreese. You know, Johnny basically says Kreese was more like a father to him. That's where you know he got more attention. You know, um, at the at the dojo. Yeah, and uh, Daniel, you know, basically countered that countered that with yeah, that's the way uh, his relationship with Mr. Miyagi was. Right. And 
you know, Johnny's like, well, at least your sensei didn't try to kill you and break your trophy. He's like, yep. <laughs> Which, again, kind of makes me wonder why. Well, I, I think I know why Johnny did it, but it, it's kind of confusing. What, you know, Johnny opens up the dojo, names it Cobra Kai, even though he clearly had a falling out with him. But I, I think that he did that because this was the name that he associates with the peak of his life. Right. Even though uh, his sensei ultimately betrayed him. Yeah, because if you think about it, in uh, in Karate Kid Part 3, it was put out there that Kreese and... Oh, yeah, that Kreese had died. But I don't know how far that went. Obviously, that was something that they told Daniel and Mr. Miyagi. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, did anyone else talk about it? Because, you know, there's that review where he does show up at the dojo and, you know, they have that big fight. So... I think since Johnny felt or thought that Kreese died, he thought that, you know, he can just use that since nobody else was. Yeah, it's entirely possible. Yeah. So Kyler and the two girls, uh, Yasmin and Moon, they uh, show up to find that their spot is full of people. And uh, Yasmin tells Kyler to tell them to leave, but he sees Miguel. So, again, like this guy who started off as the bully, got his ass kicked, now wants to avoid you know, another confrontation with our lead here. And you know what? I know it's probably not politically correct to use this term, but the fact that they reveal Kyler to be such a giant pussy is so great. Yeah. You know, he's he's a typical bully who is tough and mean until somebody stands up and puts him in his place and then he cowers away. Oh, yeah. It's that saying, you know, when you go to prison, you pick on the biggest guy so you can get some attention and, you know, people leave you alone kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so Kyler was the big bad, but he got his ass handed to him, you know, during lunch. Yeah. And, you know, it was uh, it was like one on five or something, you know, so. Yeah. And, and you know, the fact that it was so public pretty much just destroyed him, in my opinion, and rightfully so. Oh, yeah. He he was a little reserved, right? He didn't even want to go down at first. And then seeing Miguel was the capper. It's like, okay, I'm definitely not going down there now. Exactly. Yeah. Miguel doesn't look happy. He He's like, you know, keeps looking at his phone, you know, not getting a hold of Samantha. So he looks pissed. So I yeah, wouldn't want to go down there. Miguel would have beaten the ever-living hell out of Kyler. He would have. Did, did you catch what uh, Yasmin said to Kyler when they first showed up? Uh, what was it? She um basically kind of shades him on his driving. You know, says that he was a crazy oh, yeah. driver. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I thought that was like you know kind of like the the stereotype Asian Asians are bad drivers. Well, who the hell is she to talk about bad drivers? Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. Well, she was texting and driving. <laughs> yeah, yep. I mean, when you think about it, this whole thing is her fault. It is absolutely it is, and maybe that's why she has no arc at all. Like you know, this this is all your fault. So you're just gonna be the girl that everyone hates. Hmm. So Moon, she wants to stay. Uh, apparently, she likes Hawk. You know, he uh, he's becoming an, an, an alpha male. Yeah, that uh, I'm trying to say, like his image. His image is now kind of like leaking of uh, uh, what do the kids say? Swag, right? Yeah, <laughs> this is dripping swag, right? The the hair and the confidence that he's exuding, you know, from being a Cobra Kai, and it's kind of cool. You know, Moon wants to stay, have a beer, and hang out with Hawk. Now, I I know you're not much of a wrestling fan, but there's a, a a wrestling term where a wrestler is living their angle. A uh, perfect example is Ric Flair. Ric Flair was a fairly, res- you know, not, I would say, a reserved person, 
but he wasn't the public persona that he was prior to him stepping into the spotlight. Okay. And after that, he just kind of kept up the appearance and he lived like the character Ric Flair. And I kind of get the feeling that that's what uh, Hawk is doing, where he was trying to pretend to be somebody and eventually he forgot that he was pretending. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that tattoo that, that he got uh, mm-hmm. of a hawk with a mohawk, <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> that yeah. Is, boy, yeah, there's, he, that's going to look great when he's uh, 70. Yeah, he's kind of method acting a, a little bit. You know, he's, yeah. he's method living, I guess. So Miguel still couldn't get through to Sam, so he decides to go ahead and start the party without her and have a few drinks. Yeah. And you know what? That's probably the best thing that he could do. Just move on. Hope that you can talk to her and sort things out later on. I wonder how many he threw back because I feel like somebody who hasn't drank before. I'm assuming he hasn't drank before. You know, he might have had like a few here and there, you know, just to try it out. But he's actually drinking. I I feel, you know, he wouldn't know his his limit and probably throw up or something. Yeah. um, I kind of pictured him having like maybe three of them and then being completely hammered. Yeah, I may speak of experience, you know, when, huh? I, when I was 14. Um, <laughs> woo! All right, was that a Ric Flair thing? Woo! Like, there you that, go. Is that yep. something he does? Okay. All right, so Robbie and Sam, they, sh- they show up, and Miguel is not happy because uh, he saw uh, Miguel with Johnny in the parking lot when Johnny gave Miguel the uh, old Cobra Kai gi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. he recognizes him. Miguel recognizes Robbie from the dinner the night before. And this is a uh, gets a little tense, you know. There's a little confrontation, and Miguel accidentally hits Sam. You know, this I think is when I started to turn against Miguel, because at this point he's no longer the bullied teen who is having to put up with everybody else's shit. He's the one who's dishing shit. He uh, he broke bad in this episode. He did. Yep. He absolutely did. Yep. So, um, you know, people who watch Breaking Bad know what we're talking about here. <laughs> you're, you're right, you know, um, but that's pretty good. You know, they've been writing his character very, very well for the first eight episodes. And we, t- we you know, we're about, what, eight and a half through before we start to dislike Miguel. You know, it's like, dude, yeah. stop jumping to conclusions, have a civil talk, don't drink, you know, but I can understand you know what he's going through, but it doesn't make it right. Oh, yeah. I can understand the frustrations. And again, mm-hmm. I, it's like I said earlier in the episode, it's expected for him to be a little asshole because he's a teenage boy. But where that excuse ends is when you lay hands on another person. Yep. And then we cut back to Daniel and Johnny uh, having a drink at the bar and they're talking about Allie. Uh, so we find out she's a doctor now. Not only that, she's a pediatric surgeon. Uh, she met her husband in med school, who is now uh, an oncologist. And so we get the sense that Daniel Facebook stalks her, even though he says he doesn't. Yeah, I have to admit, this kind of made me uncomfortable just because it felt like the further character assassination of Allie with an eye, where it made her look like somebody who was kind of sleeping her way up the ladder. Really? Not, you think not so? so mu- not so much... Uh, to further her career or social status, but she kept trading up boyfriends until she landed in an, on- an oncologist. 
Oh, I didn't get that sense at all. I, I just felt, you know, kind of what Daniel said that, you know, they met in uh, met in med school and, you know, that's where they hooked up. I'm, I'm still remembering the way that they wrote her out of se- the oh, sure. second movie where she kind of, well, first she traded up from Johnny to Daniel, then from Daniel to the football player, and then right. finally she landed the, the oncologist. Uh, I... Maybe just because I, I enjoy the character and I enjoy the actress. Uh, I don't like the way that they've handled her character in this franchise. Yeah. You know, if she comes back in season two, maybe they get a chance to kind of rewrite things. That would be great. I would love that. You know, uh, maybe it's a misunderstanding on both of these guys' parts and we get to hear Allie out. And not to mention, and I've said this before, but this was 34 years ago and these guys are still letting this high school fling define their lives to some extent. Yeah, and I'm still kind of questioning how Johnny doesn't know what a Facebook is. Yeah, that's bizarre. That is very bizarre. So that's something that we kind of mentioned early on in our coverage, kind of like how Johnny is so oblivious to certain things. But like Facebook, even if you don't have an account, you should at least know what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, maybe he couldn't afford a computer. And, you know, I I get it. In all fairness, uh, you're not going to get Facebook on that uh, flip phone. No, not at all. Uh, Johnny, he, he was like, uh... Besides, she never friend requested me either, so... Hold on, is that her husband? Let's see what this loser looks like. Look at that dumb face. Yeah, <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> and I, I love the fact that these guys who have spent their lives hating each other and mainly hating the memories of each other are finding so much common ground. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to come right out and say it. This is my favorite episode of the entire season. It's good. You know, we're getting a lot of stuff that we wish we had gotten before. You know, Mm. I think think this is what you wanted when you heard that Johnny and Daniel coming back for a Cobra Kai show. You're like, are they going to bond over something? Yeah. You know, and I'm glad that they didn't give it to us too early, you know, that they actually worked up to it. So, again, just developing the story. It's, um, it's just, you know, great writing. Absolutely. So, the other thing I, I wanted to ask you, did you go on Allie's uh, Facebook page? No, she has a fa- That's real? That's awesome. Well, it's, it's, it's real, but it's not the one that we see on the show, which I feel is like a missed opportunity for, you know, one of those promotion Type, type deals, you know, with the Cobra Kai website and the phone number. Uh, but the one that I visited, it looks like somebody, you know, watched the show, started an account, and just started posting a bunch of, like, uh, pictures of Allie and, you know, stuff from Karate Kid. Uh, she, uh, there was a picture that, you know, I'm using air quotes here, Allie posted of another boyfriend that wasn't Karate Kid uh, related. It was uh, Marty McFly. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, so somebody was, you know, kind of playing around with it. I, I got the impression that it was somebody from another country as well because I don't I feel that maybe the English wasn't quite coherent this was a few days ago too so who knows there might be another one at this point but I did visit one yeah you're 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 absolutely right that would have been a golden opportunity for viral marketing absolutely you know like uh, they they went through the trouble to you know at least make it look like she there was an account you know on Daniel's phone why not go ahead and just make one yeah so we go back to the beach, and Hawk drops a little little bit of knowledge for Dimitri to basically shoot his shot. And he does. He goes over to, uh, over to Yasmin. He's like, so, 
heard on Facebook that it was your birthday and <laughs> not, not a very good approach. Not smooth, this guy. You know what? I have a feeling that this is going to be, he's going to look back and say that this is the first step where he finally started to come out of his shell, though. Because I remember what it was like being shy and awkward and the courage that he had to have worked up just to talk to her. That's an accomplishment that he should be proud of. Absolutely. You know, it could have been a lot worse. Like, maybe when I was allegedly 14 and drinking, I made a fool of myself. Exactly. Maybe. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, he got shot down, and what he said was was a little awkward, but it, again, could have been worse. And um, Yasmin decides to go confront Aisha, because she knows that uh, Aisha is behind all of this. And Moon apparently apologized to her and wants to stay and tells Yasmin to do the same. Yeah, uh... Moon's kind of coming around, in my opinion. Yeah, the writers are indeed flipping the script. You know, Moon isn't just a follower. You know, she's not just that other girl that's following around the lead girl. She's got a moment here, too. She's like, hey, why don't we just stay? I apologize to Aisha, and I think you should, too. Yeah, and you know what? This is when I was really starting to hope that the the students of Cobra Kai were going to be taking a turn, and they were going to become better than the previous generation. Eh, not so much, right? So Aisha uh, offers to, to uh, walk Yasmin to her car and gives her a front wedgie. And you know what? I think that was restraint on Aisha's part because she could have seriously done some damage to Yaz. Uh, but she clearly sent a message and I guarantee you she's not going to deal with her anymore. I agree with that. And I just love her line. No mercy, bitch. Yeah, and you know what? I, I think that that may have solidified, yeah, not Yaz, but Aisha as one of my favorite characters of this show. Oh, yeah, she's great. And yeah. can, can you imagine if uh, Jesse Pinkman also said that? You know, he's like, no mercy, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It was a good line, and uh, it was a great moment for Aisha, for sure. You know, because we, we, we've heard in previous episodes, you know, some of the cyberbullying that she um, she has gotten over time there. So, yeah, yeah she, she definitely got her moment. And then uh, we got Daniel and Johnny. They are back at the Russos. They've clearly been drinking. They reference Rocky Three, And uh, they want to go at it just one more time, just like the movie. And, uh, and Robbie's there. He, wanna, uh, he wants to explain things, but it gets a little out of hand. You know, Johnny thinks that Daniel is using Robbie against him. And then Daniel feels that he's used, finding out Robbie is Johnny's son. And you know what? It, it sucks because... Again, if they would have just talked it out, I have a feeling that, I don't know if they could have been friends, but I think that they could have at least parted ways and felt good about having turned the page. Right. Until Robbie did what he did. And I, I still am not entirely sure what his motivations were. Wasn't it just to kind of screw with his old man? Yeah, initially. And I think that's before he thought that he'd you know start forming a bond with Daniel. And I think yeah. that's when he started taking things a little bit seriously. Like, hey, this is something I've been missing for years. I'm going to take this in. Yeah. And in all honesty, he should have just talked with Daniel. and said, hey, this is who my father is. I don't want you to think that I'm anything like him. I don't want you to think that I'm trying to do something behind your back. Because eventually he's going to find out. Yeah. And the, the thing is, like, he had a moment and he didn't use it, you know, when they were training out in the forest uh, and he was going to do it here. But he didn't know that freaking Johnny was going to come back with them. So that, 
You know, I, and I think the other thing is too, like Daniel didn't give him a chance to explain. You know, just again, you know, jumping to conclusions, kind of like Miguel did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, they're thinking with uh, their emotions in their fists. Absolutely. So I think that wraps up for this episode. Did you have any other thoughts? No, but like I said, this is probably my favorite episode of the entire season just because I felt that a lot of character arcs kind of concluded or at least kind of peaked. Uh, and the ones that haven't have definitely been set up for the season finale very, very nicely. Yeah, yeah. It's It sucks that this is uh, the penultimate episode because we want more, right? And, yeah, absolutely. And obviously we're going to get it in the form of a season two, but that's why after the 10th episode, I tweeted at the uh, Cobra Kai series account. And I'm just like, hey, where's the rest of it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> hoping, you're just joking with them that uh, I need the rest of season one. But it's um, like that uh, uh, Dave Chappelle ma- uh, meme. Yeah, the, the uh, uh, Tyrone Biggins. Yeah. yeah, y'all got any more of them Cobra Kai? <laughs> yeah, Cobra Kai episodes. Yeah, yeah. Basically, that's that's how I was feeling. And you know what? I almost texted somebody uh, a gif of that too, uh, basically asking for something similar to that. So I like what your mind is. Now, <laughs> you know, this is the ninth episode. Uh, we've been, you know, having a a good time covering this, and, and the fact that season two has renewed. Uh, you and I, we started a group page on Facebook. Uh, that we would uh, like to invite all of you guys that want to carry on the conversations, talk Cobra Kai, share links, you know, check out all the episodes that we uh, release in there. Um, and it's a, I, I got a little creative with the, yeah. with the name here. So if you go on Facebook and you want to join the group page, just type in www.cobrakai.tvamb group. And more importantly, I want to hear other people's theories and speculation as far as season two, where they think it's going to lead. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be great. And yeah, let's let's continue that conversation online. Uh, Twitter is your thing. I have a Twitter and Instagram account at Podstalgic. And um, obviously the group page I mentioned and uh, the group page where I post all my episodes, Podstalgic and Friends. And where can they find you, Tom? Uh, well, I am going to be on that uh, group page for Cobra Kai, like you mentioned. As far as Twitter is concerned, you can find me at The Drunken Dork. And uh, you also have my main Facebook page, Jake and Tom Conquer the Group. Yep. And so we're enjoying this. Unfortunately, we got one more episode left. And so I guess we'll see you guys next time. But until then, remember, no mercy, bitch. <laughs> Try to be best because you're only a man. Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.